related that you know? Birds, animals, yeah. The sun and moon? Land. He created everything. That is so true. Flowers. The beautiful clouds in the sky. He created you. That's right. He sure did. You did say that. It's okay for us to say the same answers because they're all good answers. Yeah. So we look at God's creation and God invites us to praise him and love him as we learn about all the things that he's created. He did. Yeah, that's right. And so today I want to remind us that just like the bear hunt, we should be hunting for Jesus in our everyday and looking for ways that God is showing up in our lives, in little ways, in big ways, when, when we're happy, when we're sad, when we're angry, even when we're scared. God is showing up. Yes, and we're going to be doing some of that today. Yeah, so some of the ways that I have seen God show up is in a beautiful sunset. Have you ever seen the sunset and the beautiful colors in the sky? Yeah, have you ever seen a rainbow? Those are beautiful, and God created those. Have you ever went outside when the sun was shining and you just felt the warmth of the sun on your face? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes even when we go outside, we can smell like the fresh cut grass or the dirt. Yeah. Um, and like today, we can feel the raindrops and we can hear the raindrops sometimes. So <laughs> those are ways that we can look for God in our everyday. And Sometimes, like today, God might want you to help big people like us find God when we're having trouble noticing that he's near. So I want to encourage you to share uh, some of the ways that you see God in your everyday with your family as you go throughout this week. And notice those things because those are the ways God is reminding you that he loves you that you are important to him and that he created this whole earth for you so that you could see him in it and know him more and know that he loves you. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for this day and for the fact that you give us opportunities every day to hunt for you, to hunt for you in the smiles of the ones that we love, to hunt for you in the rainbows, in the rain, to hunt for you in the flowers, and the rolling hills to hunt for you um, just in the places that you take us and the places where you meet us. Lord, thank you for making yourself known to us. And I pray that you'll continue to give us eyes to see you, ears to hear you, hearts and spirits and souls to know you and be known by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all so much for your help. All right.
Okay. I probably do need. Let's see. All right. Well, I hope uh, the Holy Spirit and our children are helping you feel a little bit more ready for our adventure today and using your imagination. You know, the, le the best part of that song it, for me is, is how it does invite us to use our imagination to go somewhere together, to have uh, an experience that uh, we wouldn't otherwise really want to have. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it even, it's even interesting to me how in a song like that, when you really give yourself to it, it even gets your heart pumping, even though you know you're not really going to see a bear, but you pretend that you might. And in doing that, you feel the effects of, of, of that. Um, and it's interesting how that impacts our, our bodies and, and even our feelings just in singing a song. And I think that um, I find that same kind of experience happening when I've met God in nature. Um, I think about how God has met me when I stood on the sand uh, at, the, at the ocean and the waves crashed around my ankles. And... You know, it was, it was one of those experiences that not only I could feel physically on my body, but I could feel it in my spirit and in my soul as well. Um, there was a, a moment and a, and a, a time of, of communion that happened in that space, the way that, that God met me there. And, um, and as I think about it, I'm aware that that experience in that place it, it, it transformed me in some ways. And it transforms my thinking. My emotions were moved. And as I became aware of God's presence and his nearness and the sound of, of just his whisper, you know, over me uh, in that place, you know, my peace, my purpose, my passions kind of shifted, you know, to a lighter place, um, to a higher place to a keener awareness of how God was present with me and moving in my life. There's like a renewing that happens, isn't there? Like when we're in those moments with God where we encounter him in nature. Um, and it's so wild. I mean, how does he do that? <laughs> well, I mean, when you really think about it, we, we've probably all had those experiences, at least most of us. And, and if we haven't, they're coming. And, and, and it's just really amazing and supernatural that, that we can encounter God that way. Um, and he becomes visible. Our unseen God becomes seen in those moments. And it's because we feel seen. Um, so I hope that you have experienced God like that before. And if not, um, then maybe um, today the Holy Spirit will help you. Um, as we go on this adventure. Last week, Pastor Terrell took us on a journey, uh, helping us see the ways that, that God meets us in our emotions. Um, and I want to invite us to remember the scripture that he shared, Isaiah 26, 3. 
God keeps those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because they trust in God. That's a significant truth. It's, it's a beautiful truth that really helps me stay grounded. Um, a significant truth that I've been learning also uh, very recently is that spiritual maturity and emotional maturity travel together. Spiritual maturity and emotional maturity travel together. There's a whole lot in that. I'm not here to unpack that today, but I know when I first heard it, um, I was like, wow, and yes. <laughs> um, and I think that Isaiah 26.3 speaks to that truth because when we keep our mind stayed on the Lord, it affects our emotions. And, and to recognize that as we enter into the contemplative practices of prayer, of worship, of reading scripture, of communion, and even encountering God in nature, we are impacted in spiritual uh, and psychological ways that affect our emotions, our bodies, our hope, our peace, and, and in that connection, that's where the transformation takes place. And, and I believe that when we encounter God in nature, it, it's often that experience that, that at least in part transforms us. Um, it's where the Holy Spirit invites us into deeper places. Um, deeper places within ourselves and within the heart of Jesus. And again, it's so amazing and beautiful that God chooses to interact with us in this way. And it's, it's what um, the Bible talks about when it says, you know, everyone knows that God exists when they experience him in nature. Um, because it's such a beautiful way and a powerful way that God speaks Another passage of scripture, and I invite you to turn to it today, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation today. So if you turn to that on your device. Um, I love these verses because I really believe that they speak to the way that transformation happens um, when we encounter God in nature. And um, so let's, uh, let's read it together and explore it together this morning. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. Let me pray. Father God, I just thank you for today and for your spirit and your presence and the way that you meet us um, just very personally, right where we need you, um, in those moments that surprise us and in moments of desperation when we're crying out to you. And God, I pray that this morning that as we partake of your word, as we eat the scroll this morning, that you will allow your word to get on the inside of us, 
Allow it to become a part of our DNA. Allow it to shape and mold us by the power of your spirit. Uh, we thank you that your word goes forth and it never returns void. We thank you that in your word there is power and there is truth that transforms us. And we pray this morning that as we come before you that you will open our hearts to your word and open your word to our hearts. And I pray that in this you will be lifted up and glorified. And that today, even though we might not be outside, we can still encounter you in a natural way and be transformed. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, Ephesians 1.15. I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation, to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. The spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation comes as our attachment with Jesus grows. And, and we know him and we know ourselves as as we enter into this place, and as we know ourselves, we know him. It's, it's this beautiful circle of knowing, like a dance, where we receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation as we dance and gaze into the eyes of Jesus. And it seems like every time, every time that, that, that I've encountered Jesus in nature, it deepens my awareness of God's love. It's like a, a hug that happens between me and, and, and our supernatural, but very personal and very close God. And, um, and it's that deepening intimacy that, that I believe God invites us into when he encounters us in nature. Okay, back to the verse. <laughs> I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. The eyes of your imagination. <laughs> I mean, it's wild that the eyes of our imagination are, are key to receiving the revelation of the hope of his calling. And I believe that's why God involves nature as one of the ways that he encounters us because it allows us to experience him and using our imagination to understand that he is close and he is present. This is where the light breaks in and, and dispels darkness and the light that cuts through the lies that we believe and, and all that hinders love. Flooding us with light is this divine light that, that, that comes from heaven, that comes from Jesus, that comes through the Holy Spirit to change us. And it's a revelation that comes through imagination, leading us into encounters with Jesus. It's emotional, it's spiritual, it's natural, it's powerful, and it's revelation, it's wisdom, and it's truth that sets us free. 
next part of the verse. Flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. The hope of, of his calling is God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us. Wow. God finds hope in us. Um, that's a little scary. <laughs> um, but beautiful at the same time. I pray that as we know God more, we can experience that hope that he finds in us as we find hope in him. Holy Spirit, please show us that hope. Moving on, I pray you will experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the highest place of honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. As we know God and as we are known by God, our lives become an advertisement of God's power. As we experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power, this power gets on the inside of us and it fuels our hope, it fuels our obedience, and, and it helps us know who we belong to and whose we are and how wonderful it is to be a child of the King, how wonderful it is to know the love and the grace and the salvation of God through Christ. It all comes with that position of knowing who we are. And it's humbling. And I believe that's another purpose that, and reason why God meets us in natural places. To affirm again that we are his and he is huge. And if he's got us, then we are going to be okay. Next part of the verse. And now he is exalted as first above every ruler, authority, government, and realm of power in existence. He is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised, not only in this age, but in the age that is coming. All of it is to reveal that he is the source of everything. Everything in existence comes in and through Yahweh in and through Jesus in and through the Holy Spirit and as we commune with God in nature again I think we we become more aware of that that sense of all that sometimes we lose gets back in us and reinvigorates our relationship with God it reinvigorates our pursuit of him because we recognize he's pursuing us And he alone is the leader and source of everything needed in the church. Amen? And he alone is the leader and source 
of everything needed in the church. God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus and has given him the highest rank above all others. And now we, his church, his body on the earth, and are that which fills him who is being filled by it. That last part, and now we, his church, are his body on the earth, and, and that which fills him who is being filled by it. We have this amazing capacity to fill the heart of God with our love. To think about how we impact the heart of God. It's beautiful, it's amazing. I don't believe there's any other um, religious faith that includes that as part of the practice that we have the ability to impact the heart of God through our worship, through our praise, through our pursuit, through our obedience, through our desire to know him and be known by him. And as we fill his heart with our love, he simultaneously fills us with himself. It's a circle of revelation it's like that dance where he has this infinite illumination to give us, this infinite revelation to pour out on us. And as we engage with him, we give it back to him in our praise, in our service, in our devotion to him, in the way that we love and care for others, in the way that we serve others, in the way that we fight for those who can't fight for themselves the ways that we stand up against injustice, the ways that we take care of the poor and those who are in prison, all those ways are, are things that we do to, to love and care for uh, people. But we know as followers that as we do that unto them, we're doing it unto God. I believe this passage describes what happens on the inside of us when we become aware of God in nature. It gives us insight into the purposes of God um, in meeting us in this way and the reasons he desires to take our breath away in those moments. You know, the spiritual and the psychological parts of our being are impacted and transformed by our time in God's presence. And that's not to say that that's the only thing that, can, that sometimes is needed. Uh, mental health is an important issue that we don't want to dismiss in the church. But whatever treatment we're receiving, we know as the church that God must be in it. And the more that we can partner with the doctors that sometimes we need, the medicines that we sometimes need, but also invite God into that space and allow him to heal the wounded places and the broken places in the depths of who we are. It, it requires some vulnerability. It requires some trust. It requires some tears often. And it's hard. 
But with God, all things are possible. And with God, we can overcome and become healthier and stronger and more aware of who we are as his children. And that knowing is, is part of what sustains our purpose and our identity. The spiritual and the psychological parts of ourselves are impacted when we spend time in God's presence. And it's in that place that our true selves can once more bathe in the love which we knew before birth. That love that defines you and me as valuable. That love and that identity that assigns us a portion of the glory of God and equips us to love like Jesus loved. So since you're here and I'm here and the Holy Spirit's here, I want us to go on a Jesus hunt this morning. Um, if we could go ahead and grab our communion elements. We're going to need them in a minute. I want everybody to take two. You're going to use one now, and I want to invite you to use one later. Um, and we're going to take a few minutes as we bring our time to a close to do a guided meditation. So if you'll um, just have your elements beside you, and I'll let you know when you need them. But this is a safe space for the Holy Spirit to meet you and guide you. And it doesn't matter what your age is, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. The same Holy Spirit that's in the inside of me is on the inside of you. And the same Holy Spirit that speaks to you can speak to our little ones as well. And oftentimes they can hear so much better <laughs> than we can. But Lord, let us hear you this morning. I got one, thanks. All right. So as you feel comfortable, I want to invite you to close your eyes and take some deep breaths. Breathe in, feeling the volume of your breath. And focus on your breath. Imagine, if you will, your breath flowing in and out as if your breath is traveling through your heart. This is called a heart breath. Focusing on your heart breath 
will allow your mind to rest and free you up to go where the Spirit leads. There's no need for striving or reaching. If you feel yourself working, just focus again on your breath. As you breathe, just clear your mind and wait upon the Holy Spirit to guide you. When was the last time you noticed God noticing you in nature? When was the last time you noticed God noticing you in nature? Where are you? What do your eyes see? What does your nose smell? What beauty are you beholding? What did your heart experience that brought you closer to God? What emotions did you experience? What are you experiencing in your body even in this moment as you encounter God in this special place? As we move into our time of communion, don't break your union with the Holy Spirit, but, but keep yourself connected through your imagination, even as you pick up your elements and open them. Stay, stay connected. 
Stay tuned in. On the night when Jesus broke the bread and presented the wine, he invited us to do this often and remember him. And to do it together to remember him together, to tell of the ways that we remember him, the stories, the history that we have with Jesus. And the ways that you've experienced God in nature before and in the future are part of your history with God and the ways that God is inviting you to remember him. Jesus is inviting you to remember your communion with him. As you're remembering, take the bread in remembrance of how Jesus gave his body and how he remains close. And as you take the cup, the body and the blood of Christ given for all of us, thank you, Jesus. As our passage in Ephesians 1, 15 through 23 reminded us, you are the source of everything we need, Jesus. The wine and the bread become part of us just as the Lord fills us. Let us even now take this moment to fill him with our praise. Just a whisper of praise, a shout of praise that you have to offer to the Lord for meeting you, for loving you, for pursuing you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the ways that you pursue us. We praise you, we honor you, we, we commit again to live for you. We commit again to, to hold your truth close to our hearts. We commit again to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. We commit again to love you with our whole heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit, and with all of our strength. 
We remember all that you have given so that we could come close. And we count it a privilege and an honor to be called your beloved, your children. And we come close and we pray for more encounters with you in nature. We pray for more opportunities to meet you and to feel you close. And we pray that those moments, those times that we've had and the times that we will have continue to transform us and make us into everything that you've created us to be. We thank you that you have given us a purpose and an identity that is woven into the fabric of who you are and who we are. Continue to help us see the ways that we are inseparable with you. We thank you, Jesus, for all the, the, that you sacrificed, all that you gave up so that we could come close without fear, so that we could come close and be known by you and know you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen.